I'm James Milley. And I'm Alex Mito. And this is The Artist Business Plan, your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs, hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What is going on, business artists? Welcome to Artspiration, a special segment on the Artist Business Plan, where we highlight an artist from the Superfine community and talk to them about what's working for them, tips and tricks for other artists, and what they're excited about. What's special about this episode is that this Artspiration guest started out as an ABP listener, just like all of you out there, so they know how to apply Artist Business Plan tips to work for them and boost their art careers. If you don't know me by now, my name is James Milley. I am the managing partner and co-founder of Superfine Art Fair, the most widespread art fair for artists in the U.S., and one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. On this Artspiration episode, we have Rachel Rihanna here with us on the mic. Rachel is going to share some awesome tips with you today on how to use positivity to enhance creativity. I love that. I don't know about you, but I'm so excited to hear what she has to say. But first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you ABP listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and not sure about the next move for your career? Good news, those days are over. For nearly six years, we've taken thousands of hours to develop the best art fair model for artists out there. Superfine art fairs have helped hundreds of artists just like you take control of their careers, build relationships with collectors, and create the art income and freedom that you deserve. For a limited time, we are offering you the chance to not only get a great discount on your booth, but also appear on this very podcast as a special guest reaching thousands of artists, art influencers, collectors, and arts professionals every day. To find out how you can take advantage of this incredible opportunity, just visit www.superfine.world offer to learn more. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so we are back here with Rachel Rihanna, and we are ready to change the way that you think about your art career. Rachel Rihanna spends her life exploring all avenues of creativity, diving into the depths of imagination and discovering the limitless possibility of her creative soul. Her hope is to create beautiful expressions of the love and wonder inside of her and share it with you to add extra beauty into your life as well. She infuses all of her work with all of the positive energy and spreads positivity from everything she does. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And it's a pleasure to have you here with us. Now, before we dive into it, Rachel, I want to ask you something to help our listeners get to know the real you. It's a little tradition we're taking from ABP. What is the earliest memory that you have of art? Probably middle school art class where we were researching different artists And I've got to actually see real artwork for the first time. And I remember we were given an assignment after working on, you know, getting shadows on like an apple or something. And we were given an assignment to do like a hand drawing a hand. Can't remember what his name is right now off the top of my head. So we had to do our own assignment And after looking at all of his work, I took a baby doll of mine and I drew it. And then I had the one hand unfinished, 
with another hand coming on, finishing the hand. And I was probably like seventh grade. My art teacher loved it so much. She kept it and, you know, put it in like a student's art show. And I didn't get it back for like two years. But it made me feel so proud of myself and excited about making artwork. And, you know, that was kind of what really got me started in just creating for the sake of creating, you know, and looking at other artists' work for inspiration to see what I could try. I think that that's such an inspiring story. I definitely remember, I think it was middle school for me too, where I went from art being this thing in my mind that was very creative for sure, but, you know, not fully wrapping my head around this idea of art that's really complex and, you know, takes a lot of time and care to be created. And then suddenly seeing, oh, wow, okay, this is art. I get it now. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great story. And I, I love that that was a, a jumping off point for you to, you know, become an artist like further into your life as well. Let's go ahead and jump into the rest of the questions that we have for you. In what ways does a positive attitude and mindset allow you as an artist to thrive? I find that it's really, really important to believe in yourself. You know, even if you're struggling a little bit or unsure what steps to take, like anything, you have to have a good attitude to motivate you to put the effort in that it's going to take to do what you need to do. You're going to struggle and you're not always going to get the job that you want or the commission that you want or, you know, get into the art fair that you want. But if you have a positive attitude, then you'll just keep pushing forward and then something will happen. Most of the jobs I've gotten have been because I'm determined to believe in myself. I'm determined to believe that if I'm willing to put the work in, even if I don't know how yet, then at some point, something's going to happen, an opportunity, a chance encounter that I'm going to take advantage of because I believe in myself, you know, so I'm going to go for it. I'm not going to second guess when an opportunity comes along because I'm doubtful of whether or not I could do a good enough job. You know, if I doubted myself, I wouldn't be here where I am now. You know, I wouldn't have started an art business and, you know, invested every aspect of my life into trying to make this my job. Full time, this is my life. I would have given up a long time ago if I didn't have the right attitude. Absolutely. One of my favorite sayings as of late has been, um, Rome was not built in a day. Even if you're not there yet, does not mean that you won't be there in the near future. You just have to you have to be able to believe in yourself before you see the results because if you're depending on on something very tangible to be keeping you going, you might not be able to get to that point where you actually are having the success that you want, having the, you know, fulfillment from your art career that you want. So being able to stay positive, continue to believe in yourself. I love what you said, just being determined to believe in yourself. There's always going to people that are going to doubt you. There's always, and a lot of time is, it is the people that are close to you, you know, that want to tell you to be realistic, find a normal job, something with more security or whatever. 
it's not their life you're trying to live. It's your life that you're trying to live. And if you truly want to be an artist, like I truly want more than anything, I want to be an artist. It's all I want to do. I'm not passionate about anything else. All of my heart, my love, my energy, my imagination, I funnel into this and it feels so good. And I know that I'm only at the beginning of this journey, but I've chosen to believe in myself despite all the doubters. I mean, there's very much a, a supply and demand and, you know, a market for artists. Like it exists just like any other, any other business. And, and there's so many v- different amazing varieties of what it means to make art. And, you know, art can be absolutely anything. You know, you just need to find your right audience. Certain venues might not relate to what you're creating. So just keep looking and find the venue where the people are into what you're making, because there's always an audience for any kind of art. There's art out there that I don't understand at all, but it's famous <laughs> and it's considered some of the best art ever made. And I don't get it, but I don't have to get it because some people do. And so I feel like that art is meant for the people that get it. Just like there's music, there's different music for everybody. You know, there's different art for everybody. There's a famous designer and I'm blanking on his name, but I heard him say something recently where Basically, he said, if everyone likes what you do, you're probably doing something wrong. (laughs) Not everyone needs to love what you do. And if you're not finding what you're looking for in your career from one avenue, then that doesn't mean that there isn't another avenue out there. And you have to just keep persevering and keeping that positive attitude. My mom doesn't like most of the stuff that I do because it's not her it's not her style. She likes sunsets and scenes and I like to do my version of those things, but I do some very abstract things, you know, that just that she's not into abstract. You know, she wants to know what she's looking at where I like to make things that are more open to interpretation. Cool. All right. So, Rachel, my next question for you. You mentioned before uh, that your brand is called Creativeology. What does Creativeology mean to you? And what can artists out there take from this slogan? Creativeology, for me, it's the study of creativity. So years ago, when I first started delving into the idea of I, you know, want to do something, you know, like in the art world. And I was like, I'm going to have business cards made. And I was like, what am I? You know, and I couldn't pick one thing. I was, I had like a list of all these different things. I'm like, I'm a, I'm an artist, but I'm a writer and I'm a, you know, I'm this and that and whatever. And so I came up with a title for myself was I'm a creativologist because I love exploring all avenues of creativity. I don't want to be put in a box. I don't want to be limited to only one type of art, one way to be creative. I want to experiment and I want to explore and I want to be open-minded to learning as many ways of being creative as I can. Yeah, absolutely. And not wanting to be limited to just one way of being creative. I mean, it's uh, like contradictory, you know, be creative, but you have to make one kind of art. 
So I absolutely agree focusing in on the creative aspect. And maybe if you're making art and you you have a style down really well, but you start to kind of feel like you're you're not being as creative as you once were, it might be a good moment to take a step back, look at what you're doing and then, you know, like infusing new creativity into what you do. Yeah, exactly. Like years ago when I went back to college, I took every art class that they had just because I wanted to expand my knowledge base so that I had more room to try new things and with a foundation that I could build on, you know? So I experimented with oils and acrylics and watercolors and I took a drawing class and I took charcoals and pastels and I just wanted to try everything. I'm not good at crafty things, you know, like paper mache collage type art. That's not my niche, but I've tried it. Doing like charcoal drawings isn't really where I'm drawn to, but I've tried it. You know, I've experimented with it. Most of the things that I have discovered about my own personal creative expression has been because I've experimented and I've tried new things. I haven't limited, like I started with watercolor as an adult and, you know, I spent years just painting these giant watercolor paintings before, you know, I just took a step back, you know, and, you know, like I've got five things going at one time all the time, you know, and I'll have like an abstract thing going and I have like a thunderstorm going. And so I've got, you know, like a portrait going and I enjoy the variety of it all, you know? So if I'm feeling stagnant in one area, then I can take a break from that stagnation and I can work on something else, you know? And then if I'm not feeling motivated to work on that, anymore, then I can set that aside and I can go work on something else, you know? So I always have like a nice variety of things that I can work on depending on where my inspiration is coming from at any given moment. I love that. And, uh, as a photographer myself, I have quite a few photographer friends that I've heard say, I do photography because I cannot draw to save my life. (laughs) I encourage everyone out there who does one type of art because they think that they can't do any other kind of art to challenge yourself. Because, you know, let's say you're a photographer and you try drawing, it will ultimately make you a better photographer. Yeah, because it'll change the way you look at everything. Exactly. And I usually do digital photography, but I've done film photography before. And the way that you know, you're more limited, you can't just take a 1000 photographs, you can take 20. And you really have to pay attention to what you're doing instead of just snapping as much as possible and filtering through it later on. Yeah, yeah, you got to figure out your f stop and your exposure. And I took a photography class in college with film where we developed all our own. I went through a phase when I was much younger, where I was like, Oh, I want to be a photographer. You know, I was like, oh, well, I do love taking photos of things, but I like the challenge of creating an image from scratch in a different way. So I only take photos now for reference photos. Uh, But even so, it's like because I, you know, change the way I look at things, it changes the way I'll set up a shot 
if I'm trying to take a reference photo for something, you know, my perspective can change depending on what I need. Cool. Well, I, I love all of this. And again, everyone out there, encourage yourselves to be, you know, a creativeologist and not just an artist. So Rachel, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about networking before we wrap up the podcast. So Rachel, what are three tips that you have for artists out there who need guidance when it comes to networking? I mean, it's definitely important. You have to have a social media presence, especially this day and age. And Instagram and even Facebook, they if you, you know, know how to like go in and you can create ads, you know, and promotions to promote what you're doing and you can go in and change the settings to target certain audiences, certain age groups, you know, because the more visibility that you have out there, the more promotions and ads that you put out, the more likely someone is going to see what you're doing. And even beyond social media networking, for me, I think one of the most important things anybody can do is talk about what you're doing. Talk to as many people as you can about what you're doing because you never know who you're going to talk to that might be looking for exactly what you are doing. Almost every commission job I've gotten has because, been because I just happened to be talking about what I'm doing right now in my life and somebody overheard and was like, hey, you know what? I've actually been thinking about having a painting done of this, or I've actually wanted a portrait of my dogs done, or I wanted a portrait of my grandkids, or I need something above my fireplace. I just happened to be talking to people. You know, I happened to talk to the business down the hall from me one day and got a job doing a, a mural for them you know, because I happened to come in at 10 o'clock at night <laughs> to work on something and they just happened to be here too. And we got talking. It's so important to be talking and going to places where you're talking to people that are in this world, you know, go to art openings, go to art fairs, just go to galleries in general and talk to people and tell them what you're doing. And you never know who you might meet, who you might talk to that's going to want what you're offering and is going to give you a job that you might really need. Yeah, there's something new that I've actually been noticing the last few days, which is really exciting in my opinion. I've actually been receiving sponsored ads from artists just about their art. A post, it looks very organic and it's on Instagram showing images of their work, and then it has a call to action just to visit their Instagram profile. It sounds pretty straightforward, but it hasn't really been an option before on Facebook and Instagram ads to have something that feels like it's native for artists. It always feels like you're like sending someone to a shop or like, you know, like something that's just a little off and not quite fitting for for someone who's an artist. So this is like, uh, a format of advertising designed for artists. So I encourage everyone, if, if you've uh, either never done social media ads before, or you've taken a backseat because you didn't think it was a right fit for you as an artist, it's a good opportunity to be doing, to try it out again. And also this format, it, it's not to go into too much detail on, on this one podcast, but basically 
it's a really good way to warm people up, to introduce them to you. And then what you can do after they, they click on this ad, that's very, you're not like asking them to buy something right off the bat. Once they've followed your page, once they've shown that they, they like you, then you can retarget them and you can send them another ad, anyone who decided to follow you from the first ad uh, and, and then encourage them to buy an artwork from you or print or whatever it is that you're trying to sell. And then don't forget to talk to people in person, like you said, Rachel, whatever opportunities you can find, meeting one person, if they're interested, is going to be the difference between, let's say, a successful month and an unsuccessful month for you as an artist. You don't need, you know, thousands of customers, you probably only need a couple. So Rachel, this has been an amazing conversation. Let's go ahead and bring it home for our listeners out there with one more question. What should our listeners do right now to start revving up their careers in a big way? You know, definitely step one, choose to believe in yourself. As as scary as it might seem to take a leap into this field and step away from more traditional jobs, you know, the, the only thing you have to lose is the time that you spend trying. You know, if you fail then you fail. At least you tried, you know? And then the second thing I would say is you got to be visible, get out there, find events to get into, uh, you know, become members at local galleries, local art establishments. You can become a member and then they have member shows that you can submit pieces to, to help get some visibility, so that the right people can have a chance to see what you're making and fall in love with it and buy it. (laughs) Rachel, I, I couldn't agree more. Definitely. Step one is choosing to believe in yourself because if you don't, then you're, you're going to give up before you've gotten anywhere. And like you said, you don't have to see results by throwing everything away. You know, you can spend 15, 20 hours a week on your art career. I mean, that's 20 hours you're spending that you wouldn't otherwise be spending. It's, it's a lot of time to get stuff done. So, and you can have, you know, like you can put your Netflix shows on in the background and sit there and work on something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Think how much time we all spend on Netflix or Facebook or Instagram or whatever just like killing killing time time because you're bored you're killing time because you're bored and you can't think of something else to do right if you're not feeling motivated to make art take a step back again and think about why that might be the case you know you might not be getting yourself in that creative mindset like you were saying yeah you just may need a fresh perspective you know look at what some other people are doing get inspired exactly just make yourself visible because, you know, if an artist makes a painting in the woods and there's no one there to see it. Does it really exist? Does it really exist? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. For years, I had my art surrounding me in my own home, you know, piling up everywhere because I wasn't sharing it with anybody. I was just making it for me because I liked making it you know, but then it was taken over. I had no more wall space left. And it's like, well, what good is it, you know, to just hoard all this work to myself that I don't even have room for 
when, you know, if this is what I want to do with my life, well, then I need to start trying to sell it and showing it to other people and having it places other than my apartment. I literally had paintings just like leaning up against the walls, you know, stacking up. Like I can't make more art until I get rid of some of this. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, Rachel, those are words to live by. To all of you business artists out there, Rachel has been here with us today sharing her amazing perspective. Um, You'll definitely want to go back and listen to this and all of our past podcasts on our website at www.superfine.world. To connect with Rachel, you can follow her at creativeology on Instagram. That's creative with a number eight. So C-R-E, the number eight, I-V-O-L-O-G-Y. That'll be in the show notes as well. And you can also visit rachelriana.com. Rachel is spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L and Rihanna is R-H-I-A-N-N-A.com. As as always, remember that we are at Superfine Art Fair on Instagram. Uh, We always appreciate a share whenever you're listening to and enjoying the artist business plan. And once again, we'd really appreciate it if you could take just a moment of your time to write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those ratings and reviews are so critical in helping other artists, entrepreneurs, just like yourselves, find us. As always, I'd like to wrap up the class by sharing a quick quote with you all. And the quote is by Kate Morton. And the quote is, you make a life out of what you have, not out of what you're missing. And I love that. I love that too. (laughs) Rachel, it has been such a pleasure having you here with us today. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective with our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day. And remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, a weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs brought to you by Superfine Art Fair. Hosted by Superfine CEO Alex Mito and co-founder slash professional artist James Milley, join us and leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas each week for tips, tricks, and value bombs designed to help you thrive and sell more art. For more information on applying to Superfine Art Fair, as well as recordings of this and all of our past podcasts, just visit www.superfine.world. We love to hear what you have to say, so follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message to let us know you're listening. Looking for a more personal connection or want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Shoot us an email at artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world and we'll get right back to you. That's artistsmakingmoney at superfine.world. Yeah.